second podcast. Again, I want to thank all my Spotify, Apple Music listeners. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I just want to say thank you. Uh, right now, I have one sponsor, which is Anchor. Anchor is the app I use to help upload my podcast. So shout out to Anchor again. And on today's podcast, for my second guest, all the way from Ecuador, now residing in Los Angeles, California, he goes by the name of... Daivo. Daivo. What's good, my guy? That's good, my man. Good to see you. Thank and you so much. Full disclosure, before we get started, me and him actually um, kind of work somewhat in a production deal with my independent record labels, full disclosure. I do want to see him do well as an artist. It's beneficial for me and him, so full disclosure. But that's not why he's here today. There will be many artists on my podcast, but he's here today because I do believe he is the next big thing for Latin music. <laughs> Thank you so much. Really so before we get into that, give me your story. Why did you come to America to pursue your dreams as an artist? Dude, that's a great question. Um, well, I always liked music since I was a little kid. Um, I never really imagined coming to the States to pursue music here. But um, I got the chance to win a full scholarship mm -hmm. to Berkeley College of Music in um, 2014. Wow. So that's an opportunity that you cannot say no. And how did you get that from Ecuador? Was it like, did he come to Ecuador to give yeah. the scholarship or something you applied for? Yeah, so basically what happened is like, um, I had to study computer science first. Gotcha. Because my family didn't support my Korean music. Like, mm. I bet a lot of people go through the same situation. Um, so I had to study that, but um, I was always doing music by my by the side. In mm -hmm. um, 2010, I was making my records on my on my storage place, you know, like a garage or something. Right. And I created like a a small EP, mm -hmm. put it out. Somehow go to the radios and got me selected as one of the best new artists of that year in my country, 2010. Wow. Which was crazy, you know. So running back, so when you did that first recording, you had bare bones. In your garage, which program are you using? <laughs> yeah, I remember I was using at that time. Um, I have a pedal board by Line Six that came with a software called Reapworks. Mm -hmm. Reapworks. So I was using this software called Reapworks to put right. like all the sequences together, and then I was using Logic. Mm -hmm. So I started like recording with Logic and making my album. Gotcha. So I put it out. Somehow got selected to one of the best uh, new artists in the country for that year. Mm -hmm. I was studying computer science. My family didn't support music at all. Right. And then they invited me to the red carpet. So I was like, oh man, this is sick. Mm. So I took my dad with me. I was like, daddy, you want to come with me? He was like, yeah, let's go. So we went there and he was like, dude, uh, this guy is actually doing it for, for real, you know. He has talent and, and looks like a real profession. He's mm. not like he's going to be a drug addict or something, you know. Right. Because that was the big fear of my parents. Right, that you'd come, come yeah, here, yeah, lose yeah. your mind, and be a rock lose star. My mind, be, be the rock star. Everything <laughs> that I'm against, you know. Right. Because I was a nice kid when I was a kid. I'm still. So, anyways, I took them and they were like, man, um, we're going to support you. Right. We didn't have enough money to pay two universities at the same time. Um, my grandma was paying for my computer science degree. Okay. So I couldn't, I couldn't leave it, you know. I already committed to her, like, I'm going to finish this. Mm -hmm. So I had to ask for like a lot of credits and thank God I got it. I, I went to this college um, that is part of Berkeley College of Music. This is like a Berkeley International Network. Gotcha. So when there, I started studying in like 8 to 5, 4 p.m. I remember music and then 5 to 11 p.m. in another college 
computer science for two years. So you're going to two colleges back and forth. Yeah, dude, wow. Like, I have so many while classes. pursuing well, your goals as being yeah. an artist to come. Man, to I America. was committed, you dude. Gr- was, so you were grinding. I, I was committed, dude. I was like, I don't, gi- I don't give a fuck, you know. So that goes into the whole thing. People, so you got to put in ten thousand hours of hard work to become a professional. Dude, work and like be relentless, you know. Because okay. I only wanted to make music. I I was doing computer science. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to honor my grandma, you know, because mm-hmm. I know she fought for for me to have a great future and everything. But but I never pictured myself doing computer science. Mm-hmm. When I was at computer science, every project I did was related to music. Gotcha. You know, like developing softwares for like record labels and shit. But anyways, I entered like the college uh, to study music. And of course, if you study music, if you're doing your passion, the only thing you can do is like be the fucking best. <laughs> right. You know, because you're doing what you love. If you get bad grades or something, like, dude, you shouldn't be doing music. Right. So I get in good grades. I was, I was having fun, and I feel like these are God connections. Um, on my second semester or third, third semester, uh, one of the one of my classmates from a semester above me, he was like, "Dude, I have a project in the studio. I'm looking for artists. I hear your music. Why don't you record a music a song with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." We went there to record my song, and in the second floor of the studio is the mm. dean office. Gotcha. So he came to the to the studio one day and was like, "Dude, who is this guy?" Yeah. He was like, "Oh, that's David," you know. I was like, hmm, "That's awesome!" Like he's in my Harmony Three class because he was the teacher of Harmony Three. Right. And he's like, he has great, great grades, mm-hmm. and he's also had dope music. So um, so we we had a test like two days before, and I didn't study too much because mm-hmm. I had like so many classes. Mm-hmm. But somehow I got like an A plus in the class and everyone else failed. Dude, that was like legit God, man. Yeah. He came to the to the class that they like screaming like, I can't believe you. You had like so many, like everyone have failed it and I, I taught you really well. I'm, yeah. He's like, really mad. He's like, who is David Arregui? And I'm like, Dude, my career is over. Right, because you thought you failed. I thought I failed. You, know, and you, <laughs> you know, thought you failed. And you know, you know that this career is all about like right. our connections, you know? Yeah. If, if you think your body's great, you're going to work with him. Mm-hmm. But if you think he sucks, you're not going to work with him. So I'm like so afraid that my career will be like crushed. And he was like, David, you are the only one who has an A+. Mm. Um, you also have like great music and I'm looking for students like you. Right. So I would love to give you a scholarship to Berkeley Valencia. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like in a classroom with like 30 people. You was the one, you was the one, one that got it. I, I was the one. And I was like, I was in shock. Dude. I couldn't not even talk. I was like, is this really <laughs> happening? Right. Everyone started clapping like, like a Disney movie. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was like in shock. And then I come my mom like, mom, this is just, just happened. And I said, like, why? Right. So, so to make a story short, Berkeley Valencia is for like, um, what is the thing when you finish college and you do like... It's like postgraduate college? Yeah. Okay. So after you finish your, your like undergrad. Yeah. You know, grad school. Yeah. And I didn't want to do like a grad school in music. Yeah. I was already five years in computer science. Yeah. I didn't want to do that shit. Right. So I wanted to talk to him. He was like, his name is Esteban. I was like, Esteban, if you truly believe in me, mm-hmm. you got to send me to Berkeley, Boston right now. And so you went to Berkeley, Boston. Yes. Because Berkeley, Boston had the best teachers of the world. Like Prince producer, Beyonce, all of them there in Boston. Okay. So I went ball there, like, dude, gotta send me to Boston. How like, many years are you in uh, when you in Boston? So we're in we're in Boston. How many years are you in Boston for? So in Boston I started in two thousand and fourteen. Okay. 
So I finished computer science mm -hmm. the same year, 14, and then packed my, my luggage and went to, to Berkeley on 2014. Spring 2014, I remember. Gotcha. You spent there four years? Four years. Four so years. during your time frame there, what were some of your challenges of being new in America while studying music while in college? Yeah, there, was lots, things out. there was lots of challenges, especially like the language was uh, like a barrier first barrier. Still today. That was very gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, like you have the accent. But anyways, I studied English since I was a kid, you know, because I went to an American school in my country. Mm -hmm. But you don't you don't really care. Right. You're like, yeah, I don't care. You never know. You you never think you're gonna go to study college in the States, you know, like I wanted to be a sort of like but then you go there and you're like, dude, it's it's getting real, I should learn. So I started like learning it, but it, it was always kind of complicated to me because there's a lot of slangs mm -hmm. that you they don't taught us in school right know? so it was pretty hard like the pace and like suddenly change all the college system to another language mm -hmm. um, to try to be the best you know it was hard but it was a nice challenge challenges nice. yeah. build character so while you were there at um, Berkeley did you come across any other producers who you now see that have made it so far in the field kind of Berkeley basically breathes like superstars yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I just graduated like um, a little over a year ago. Okay. So so yeah, so definitely, um, you know, like the first years as a as a music producer or musicians, mm -hmm. very tough because you gotta show show the world who you are. You know, right. no one knows you. But I have friends that are already like making it, man. Like one of my buddies, one of my close buddies, uh, Milan Becker, he just. Uh, I had a credit on Travis Scott album. Nice. Yeah. So nice. one of my other body from Agro, he's a mixing engineer. He's also got like some crazy like big records for for like rappers on the side. I don't remember the names, but they're like doing great. Um uh, yeah man, I, I I can wait to see like in five years how everyone's doing, but but definitely Berkeley is a is a top school, so it's, it 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 teaches you how to be ready for the market so ready for the market now yeah. to speak of that because it's all about marketing and social media influence and how are you marketing yourself different from other producers or slash engineers to kind of um attract clients but also be seen as an artist because mm -hmm. i know you're kind of doing do both i know you're producing for people but you also are an artist yourself yeah. so let's talk about how as a producer you're bringing clients to yourself. Yeah. So and tips you, get, don't give away all your secrets. Just give like, maybe like your top five tips to any listeners listening right now of how they can market themselves. Don't give away all your sauce. Just give them five. Right. So basically, in order to be a producer, the first thing you need to know is like, you need to prove who you are. Okay. It's, 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 it's as, easy, as easy as that. I mean, there's no way like you can go talk to a client and say like, yeah, I'm really good. Yeah. And you should work with me. They're not going to work with you. You got to show them proof, basically. What you're you saying. need to prove that you're good. Okay. So how, how do you do that? You put music out. Um, your music needs to be really good, so they will be like, I'll, I'll see myself making music like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I need you. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need to get to your level. Right. So my plan was just make music. So see, once I was in college, I was always wanted to like compete with people in the radio. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put my songs in the radio. So lots of my clients are with me right now because they saw my music and they heard my music in the radio. Right. You know? And they're like, I like your song. I want to work with you. That was well, kind of like the, my first uh, advice. But also is be professional in what you do. You know. Right. Um, so so many producers they believe in the vibe. I'm like, bitch, chill, just go with the flow, which is really cool. I'm not against that. 
but we're a distancing industry. You gotta be professional. You gotta, mm -hmm. if you have a deadline, you have to follow it. If you're in the studio, you have to be like drunk. Right. Or how you, you have to be focused, man. If you are gonna be like that, that's cool. Right. But you need to be like 100% ready to make the best possible record. You know, and, and analyze the market. I believe us, a really good producer is a really good psychologist. You right. need to, you need to combine different words, worlds, like songwriting, mm -hmm. analyze songwriting world. You analyze the market mm -hmm. as a businessman and right. you analyze the art. So you put them together and you create an image for your artist. So you get inside your artist's mind and try to like psychologically analyze him of what he's wanting to show the world. Right. So, and he might even not know, you know? So you need to figure it out. And that's when people really connect to you. So I always start producing one song for an artist and they get so connected to me that they want to do a whole project. Nice. Because I can connect them to me and, and they know that I can trust me. Okay. So, so that's, that's, that's advice. That's it. There's advice. I like that advice. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, being an engineer myself, I know people have different you know, uh, ways that they go about engineering and doing things. Me, myself, I know I need to be clear-headed when I'm engineering. I can't be um, smoking or partaking in a, in a drink. 21 and older. <laughs> it's okay. Drink with us. Um, but yeah, I get that because like I feel like if I'm in a session, I'm trying to engineer and do my. If I'm there to do a job, I feel maybe a little slower, but on yeah. the key commands or something like that. If I've been yeah. drinking or smoking, which I, I don't advise if you're doing something professional anyway. Yeah, I like that. So um, while we're on the subject, still, who are some people in the industry that you want to work with? Name like uh, let's do top top two, top two people you can <laughs> work with in the industry who, who would like. Who sound like you know you have the sound to take them to to get them that next Latin or American Grammy or American Music Award? Right. Who you want to work? With? This is a really cool question. Let's um, let's put that manifestation out in the universe right now. That's right. Um, Say two names right now. Who you want to work with? We're gonna reason why. It's a really cool question for me because honestly, um, one of my dreams is not to work with an artist that's recognized, mm -hmm. but an artist that doesn't have a name. Oh, brand new. So I can put him there. Him or her. Or her. There we go. So that's like my dream. Because <laughs> working with someone that has a real name is really cool. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of easier. Okay. Because they already have like a lot of stuff. They don't mm -hmm. have to prove much. Gotcha. But if you do it with someone brand new, mm -hmm. that's a different ballgame. I like So that. that's what I'm doing right now. So I have this artist right, right now that her name is Kiki Bayo. Okay. And he's a Latin artist. And I'm like, dude, I need to put her on the Grammy thing you know maybe we'll get her on the podcast if she wants yeah, to maybe yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, she's we'll working on her album right now and there's another one uh, her name is Kate Faye so I'm working in two different worlds I, I'd love to be as versatile as possible so Kiki Bello she makes like reggaeton Latin mm -hmm. um, it's from the Latin market and Kate Faye is American she's an American singer okay. who's doing a lot of soul dance music so gotcha. I'm, I'm working in these two worlds um, that would that'll be my dream man that they achieve their goals you know like be on the Grammys one day on like Billboards. I like that. So, <laughs> so maybe hopefully we'll have those two um, people join my podcast one for day. Sure. Hopefully. For we'll sure, yeah. Alright, so we talked about you as a producer and now let's talk about Daivo! Who's an artist? <laughs> Daivo was an artist. Shout out to you. How many videos do you have on YouTube right now? I've, I've seen a few of them but you gotta tell the people give them your rundown. This is yeah. your time you should be bragging. How many videos do you have on YouTube right now? So I have singles? two videos right now. I have yeah. two videos on YouTube. Um, Which are shot very well for yeah, someone who's an independent artist. They look, they look really professional. Thank you so well much. Well done. I love video. Videos are one of my passions. Um, mm -hmm. I have two right now and I'm planning to do more. Mm -hmm. um, but right now there's two videos and I have 
five songs on Spotify. Gotcha. And I have an upcoming EP of three songs coming out in two weeks on September 20th. September 20th, EP yes. comes out. Yes, EP so comes hopefully out. this podcast will be out before then. Yeah, hopefully, love it. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be out. I'm going to make sure it's out before September 20th. If it is out, just go right now and just pre-save, um, go by. Tell them. You, you can like buy it right now on iTunes. I get, there's like already ready uh, before, before the release date, but you can just go um, pre, pre-do all the things, you know? September 20th, EP dropping. Drop September 20th, EP yeah. dropping. September 20th, there we go. It's out September there. 20th, yes. And it has, it's an EP of collaborations. Gotcha. Um, it's three songs with different artists. I'm always a businessman. Gotcha. So how can I expand my, my reach? Gotcha. So one of my artists is from Brazil. I've been looking to get into the Brazilian market. Mm-hmm. So she, she sings in Portuguese in the song. And I have another artist from Colombia. Mm-hmm. And and I have another one from my country, from a different part of my country. Nice. So I have these three people working on these songs, and I, I'm really happy with the results we got since um, my sound is getting there. You know? Okay. So, yeah, that's what's happening as, as Daigo. I like that, Daigo. And for my YouTube viewers, yes, I do keep looking at the camera because I want to make sure it's actually recording and the light is on. That's what you do when you're independent by yourself. Gotta make sure things are working. Dude, I'm sorry, man. I just, it. I just went to the gym, man. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. You just came from the gym. Keep it at 1,000. We keep 1,000 here. <laughs> I like that. You know, I like your grind. I mean, I see you. Um, I definitely want to bring you back on here for episode 102, which is probably like, Jesus, probably like a year from now. I'm pretty sure you're going to be like on top of the charts. I, Thank I, you, man. I, I just really appreciate it. that. I, really I, mean, appreciate I believe it. you, man. So who... Okay, let's talk about music management. Who's managing your music? Like, how DIY, for those that know means that you do it yourself, uh, are you right now? Like, who is handling the business aspect of your music career right now for you? So, so yeah, right now it's pretty much me. Okay. But it was not like that, because uh, you need to have, like, a solid ground if you want to do it yourself. Right. And I always tell to my clients and everywhere, um, everyone, before you, you sign a deal with mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you have everything ready. You know? Right. Because you, you will need to be able to negotiate a deal. Yeah. Because you can be an artist that is just put on, put on the shell. Mm-hmm. You know, no one, they, they won't do anything for you. That's facts. That does happen. But if you do it yourself first and you get like a fan base yourself, you have like some um, plays yourself and stuff, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna be willing to like negotiate with you. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing by myself as an independent artist. But all the legal aspects of my career were managed by Harvard, um, the Harvard Reco- Recording Project, which are students for Harvard University. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's nice. Sounds pretty good to me, Harvard. Yeah. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, so they need all my legal contracts and stuff. And are you still working with them now? Yes. I, I, I Well, I have all the contracts ready, so okay. I don't need to use them anymore, but they're there for me whenever I need them. So every time I have to sign a deal, I'll always like contact them, and they will like check out my... My agreements or like contracts and stuff like that. So they were part of my team when I just started because yeah. I was in Berkeley. Yeah. So I had that connection. I could work with them, like these um, graduate students. So that was really useful. Um, it's all about connections, and you should use them, um, use them, and reciprocate the love as much as you can. Yeah. You know, um, that's great, man. So, who or what management company would you want to sign with? Um. <coughs> Honestly, if I sign with a manager, I'd rather sign with someone that is close to me and I can trust. So you want a personal manager versus a management company? Yeah. Gotcha. I'd, I'd rather have someone that is really smart and, and driven. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's not, he's not even in the music industry. Okay. You know, because this is what I feel. 
Sometimes people from the music industry think about music industry and think inside the box. Right. You know? Whereas if you find some of these outside the music industry, mm-hmm. they're going to give you strategies that no one has. That's very true. I mean, you look at um, someone like LeBron James, I believe one of his close friends became his agent. Yeah. I know, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong in YouTube comments or wherever, I think Drake's personal manager, his main manager is like his, like his good childhood friend. Probably and he, he raps about it. Like, if you're going to give someone 10, 15%, you might as well just give it to your homie and have him look out for you, you know? Exactly. So even if they don't know the music business, they can still peep it if it's some doo-doo, right. if, it's some, right. if it's a doo-doo contract. And if anything, for any artist, if you get a contract in front of you, um, no matter what label who it's from, take the time, take the day to reach out to an entertainment lawyer. I'll say it again. Take the time and reach out to an entertainment lawyer and have them look over the contract. And that might cost you a couple hundred bucks depending on where you're at. But just to make sure you're not signing some janky deal, you know? Right. That's that's 100% right. And the two things that you said are 100% right. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have my body that's going to be willing to, like, protect my back Mm -hmm. and support me. Mm -hmm. Than around them do this one, my money, you know? Yeah. So it's a really like middle point between having someone who's like driven, professional, smart, mm-hmm. and be close to you. Right. And have it's a good manager, right? And also on the other side, like spend some money on entertainment lawyers. Yeah. Because a contract can fuck you up. Yeah. Like I had this contract that uh, this random company wanted me to sign. Right. We won't say their name, but tell us the story. Yeah. So these dudes basically wanted me to to sign with them for two years and they wanted me to give me like a, like a production deal a songwriting deal an arts deal with a major label mm-hmm. right which just sounds legit on paper but in reality it's not like that okay it's like, that's even the reality it's not, it's not that you sign with them and they give you the contract mm-hmm. you sign with them and they need to shop you and see if they like you right. and then sign right mm-hmm. so they wanted me to sign like a non-compete for two years mm-hmm. you know so so what if they don't get me anything? I'm stuck with them for two years, so my career will be in hold for two years. Right. You can't afford that. You cannot afford that. So never do that in your career. Never, ever, ever. So um, so that's why you need a, a lawyer to tell you, dude, if you do this, if this happens, you're, you're, you're screwed for two years. Right. So he will tell you, like, what if you suggest them to give you a non-exclusive agreement mm-hmm. so they can shop you and they get you the deal, they get like 15%, but if they, if they don't give you the deal, nothing happens. Right. So that's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, dude, you're so smart. So what happens, they, did, they didn't agree because they were trying to take advantage of me. And that's why you get your lawyer, right. you know? So spend that. It's worth it. It's really worth, worth it. it. Okay. So that's enough music talk for right now because, you know, this podcast is about a lot of stuff. So I've been seeing a lot of things on Instagram lately. What is this passion for surfing and <laughs> And mountain bike riding. Listen, <laughs> break this down to me. Let's go with the surf part. You've been seeing, yeah. you've been surfing a lot. You're yeah, surfing you at what five thirty a.m. tomorrow yeah, morning, and this yeah, is why yeah, we got to yeah. do wrap this up early. <laughs> what, yeah. What do you give them surfing? What does your mind go? What is the the yeah. clarity, the allure of surfing? Dude, this is this is such a good, great question because like sports for me are everything, you know. Because mm-hmm. I learned so much from them, um, especially surfing and mountain biking because. I grew up in the highlands in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded, surrounded by mountains. Mm-hmm. So my getaway when I was studying like, two colleges was like gone a weekend with my dog to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And connect with my God, you know. I loved it, dude. It was just take my dog, me, the mountains. It was amazing. So 
it gave me a first start for every week, a lot of inspiration. And since I was a kid, I've always dreamed about surfing because I grew up watching these cartoon called Rocket Power. <laughs> Rocket Power. I think I've seen that. I'm not sure. And I love that California life, <laughs> like surfing, <laughs> like skating, biking, yeah. beach. Yeah. And somehow God gave it to me all, you know, right. and I'm in California right now. Right. So I was like, I want to buy a surfboard and start surfing. And when I was this 18 network, I almost died surfing. Wow. Yeah. I almost died because I was naive. I rented the wrong board. Mm -hmm. Seven feet waves. Mm -hmm. Really stupid. And I almost died. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. I'm going to face my fears. Mm -hmm. And that's the first lesson that surf taught me, you know. I bought my surfer and for all the gear and I went to Malibu. Wow. First day, five feet waves. And okay. I get inside the wave, the, the water, got hit by a, a big wave. Mm -hmm. And PTSD came to my head. Wow. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I went out to the water and I was like, my surfboard right there, my wetsuit, I already bought it. I spent like some money there. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not a quitter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to face my fears. So I went back to the water, faced the freaking wave suit, and started to enjoy surfing. So that was the first lesson that surfing taught me, like face your fears. That sounds like a life lesson um, that a lot of people can apply, even if it's not surfing, it's just about so basically... You got back in that water, kind of like people say you fall off the horse, you get back up. You, you get, get knocked down up. in the ring, you get back up. You get back up. I like yeah. that. And if, same thing, if you fail, like in your first project, you put your music out and did it work. You get back to the studio, you record the next one, and just keep going. You know? mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that Surf told me. And also, it taught me, like, I'm really, one of the things that I don't like about myself is like, I'm really impatient. Gotcha. So I want to do something like right now. Yeah, you know, if I like a girl, I want to be her right now. <laughs> if I if I want to put a song out, I want to grab me right now. Right. You know, it's not patient. It's like boom, 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 wow, work, and I expect like the results tomorrow. And his life is not like that. Right. And when you're surfing, like ninety percent of your time, you're not surfing. Mm. You're like dealing with the ocean, mm. paddling, going underneath the water, expecting the perfect wave so you can catch. So you gotta be patient. And I was not patient, so I was like getting everywhere, wave getting mashed, smashed with the waves, mm -hmm. wiped out, like my fingers were destroyed, I hit the rocks. I was like, you know what, gotta be patient, gotta wait for the wave and take the perfect ride, and then you're gonna become a better surfer. And then I was like, dude, same thing in life, man. You're gonna put your best work, but you need to be patient, because God knows the perfect time. So I learned that, dude, from surfing. Man, I like that. I think we should end the podcast right there. That sounds yeah. Dude. That sounds good. Um, take what he just said and rewind that back a couple of times. Let's do it again. So, but before we go, give them all your social medias and where they can contact you at. Daivo Music. Look, 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 did it the camera and give them everything. So Daivo Music everywhere you want. So if you go to Instagram, it's gonna be like D, D A I V O. Daivo Music mm -hmm. and that's my Instagram that's my um, YouTube channel as well that's my Facebook that's pretty much all I use gotcha. I'm definitely Instagram that's the main one that I use I love to post my life there um, just go follow me give me a like <laughs> and if you want to buy my music that's going to really support my career and next year hope to see you with the Grammy here at the table I don't know man. yeah I will exactly <laughs> said, we're connected <laughs> said, hey if you get a Grammy I get a Grammy I mean, I'm not going to lie you know I, I hope that works out good for you I believe in you thank you so much